Welcome back to Behind the Sticks Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan McCombs. This episode, I talked about every NFL team after the first two weeks of the season, and that's really all I had for you guys. Welcome back to Behind the Sticks. I'm sorry, guys. No hidden gems again this week. I do intend to do one on Deshaun Hamilton for the Broncos. I've just been super busy, and I really wanted to get this podcast out to you guys this week. All right, guys. Week two of the NFL is pretty much over except for Monday night. But I just wanted to basically not judge teams on just one game and at least give them a chance to prove themselves in another game to see how I really thought about them. But we're going to jump into all the teams here. We're going to start in the AFC East because that is what is up on my phone right now. The Buffalo Bills, I think they're a good team. It's just they played two of the not-so-good teams in the Jets and Dolphins. I think they're going to be a playoff team, most likely, or a wildcard team. Josh Allen looks pretty good, so that could be of their credit that he'll be that dual threat that they always think he's going to be. I want to say just real quick, throw this in here. The Jets, get rid of Adam Gase. You're 0-2. Don't see you really going anywhere. You might as well try to get Trevor. You can't even beat the 49ers when their fans are basically playing because everybody's injured on their team now. The Dolphins, we all know what's going on there. Just waiting for two to come back, basically. Then they'll ramp their team up a little bit. 0-2, you know. eh. The team I wanted to wait to talk about was actually the Patriots. I cannot remember a time in my life when I actually enjoyed watching the Patriots play. Cam Newton has brought a different style to Bill Belichick's offense that I thought we'd never see. You know, they're running the ball a lot more, not just with the running back, though. They're not running dink and dunk pass every play. They're running the quarterback. They lost on the last yard to Seattle in this last game, which I'll get to Seattle later. But Cam Newton's just transforming an offense, and I think it's going to work for them also. I see them as a playoff team. If they keep it up going forward, saying one yard short of beating Seattle, this is going to be a pretty good season for them. The AFC South, Tennessee, I think, has kind of squeaked by in both of their games against the Jags and the Broncos. Derrick Henry is still Derrick Henry. Tannehill is playing better, I'd say. He threw four touchdowns last game. The surprise of the teams in week one, the Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Colts. I didn't see that come from anywhere. Of course, they lost to the team we just talked about, the Titans, last week. But they don't look that bad. Minshew Mania is still there, and their running backs don't look that bad, even though they got Leonard Fournette out of there. Are they really tanking for Trevor? I don't know. I could see them doing it, but Minshew's playing pretty decent, you know? Maybe you just want to roll Minshew, but Trevor Lawrence is that guy, of course. That's why he's going to be like Joe Burrow. Everybody thought he was number one pick, no matter what team was there. The Colts, week one. Oof. That was rough to watch. Phillip Rivers was not doing it for them week one at all. They thought, oh, God. We lost on this. But then they come out and basically wax Minnesota. I don't know what to make of this team, really. They did bad in week one against a team we thought was bad. They did good in week two that we thought was a team that was pretty good. Huh? What's, what is going on? Interesting team to keep your eye on, especially them playing the Jets next week. And then the 0-2 Houston Texans. They played the two best offensive teams in the league in the Ravens and Chiefs. They just don't have that firepower without DeAndre Hopkins still. We'll move on to the AFC West and the Kansas City Chiefs. Of course, I've already spoke on their first game. You know, they dominated. 
I've already spoken about too much. Yesterday, they just did not look like themselves. They struggled. And that was something we hadn't saw in a while from them. They only put up six points in the first half and nine points in the first three quarters. Then, of course, they end up winning the game on Harrison Butker's absolute clutch. 53, 58, 58, made all three of them. And only one of them counted. It was kind of a just struggle win for them. Does that mean they'll be limping into the next matchup against the Ravens? That's going to be a fun game to watch. But the Chiefs need to get back on track. The Las Vegas Raiders have only played one game. They played at night, so I can't give too much judgment on them. The only thing is that I want to say, Josh Jacobs is pretty dang good still. Three touchdowns in that first game. He'd probably do the same thing tonight. Although I do have the Saints winning that game because I think the Saints are more of a Super Bowl team. But, you know, it's that first game in Las Vegas. New Allegiant Stadium. Absolutely gorgeous stadium. They could shock it. Now, here's an interesting team for me. The L.A. Chargers. Playing Bengals last week, they did all right. They did enough to win. But then they go out there. Lost Tyrod Taylor in pregame. Justin Herbert steps in. Does phenomenal. Actually, you know what? I don't want to use the word phenomenal. He threw for 300 yards. He scored a touchdown. He threw a pick. Made mistakes. Rookie mistakes. They're going to happen. But I think that the Chargers really did find their guy. I think that now that it happened to Tyrod, he's going to get benched again. It'll be just a Cleveland situation for him. But Justin Herbert. We'll have to see what he does against Panthers defense next week. I think Justin Herbert gets get his first win in the NFL next week. The Denver Broncos. Um... Another interesting case. They barely lost both games. Now they lost Drew Locke for a little while. They play the Buccaneers next week. It could be a slippery slope for them going down. They got the Jets after that. Just be hungry for a win, I'm guessing. But one thing I really want to point out that I've touched on numerous times is that they just won't pass the ball to Deshaun Hamilton. I don't get it. I've watched both Denver Broncos games this year. And Deshaun Hamilton is out there for, I'd say, 80-90% of the snaps. And he's had, what, two targets in those two games? One of those being a catch right at the end of the game. I know they're going to have Jeff Driscoll in there. So maybe that'll change it up a little bit. Deshaun will get the ball a little more. But I don't know. That's It's an interesting case that I, I sit there. I knew I was going to do a segment on Deshaun Hamilton. But then the fact I was able to watch the games and I see him out there. I'm like, oh, cool. He's out there. I see him. He's on there field most of the time and I mean they don't even look his way they had Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler and Noah Fant all game even Tim Patrick out there catching balls all time they always can target but they just don't pass the ball to Deshaun I'm sorry he was targeted four times in the last two games one of them was a catch I believe if I remember correctly the other two were like over his head they're gonna have Jeff Driscoll back there I don't know. He could get more catches. But I don't know if they're going to win many games. They've lost a few players too. Of course, they lost Vaughn Miller before the season even started. It's going to be a, another interesting storylines coming out of Denver. You'll notice I skipped over the AFC North. That'll be the last division I talk about. For a reason. NFC West. Arizona looks good. I'm not going to lie. Right now, I'd say DeAndre Hopkins looked like the best receiver in the league. I said he was top three. But he could be number one right now, at least this season. 
Kyler Murray's playing well, this could be a scary team. I mean, I, I know their last game was against Washington, but they beat the 49ers pretty well. And that's when 49ers were full health. Another team to be looking out for. Then you got the Rams. Rams kind of squeaked by the Cowboys in Sunday Night Football last week, but they dominated the Eagles. The Eagles just... We'll talk about the Eagles here in a second. The Rams, another team, we'll see what they're like later in the season when they go up against the Seahawks and Buccaneers. Now they look, they look all right. Man, I'm not lying, they look all right. The 49ers, they just need to get healthy. They're a good team. They beat the Jets by 18 points without half their team. They just need healthy. Bosa out. Garoppolo out. Thomas out. Mostert out. Just need to get healthy. Good team. Need to get healthy. Team I really like to touch on is a team I really enjoy watching all the time. The Seahawks. Russell Wilson looks like an MVP candidate. I know it's only two games, but the season ended right now. My vote would go to Russell Wilson as the MVP. One of the most underrated players in the league. This is his ninth year in the league. Yes, he's been a seven-time Pro Bowler and a Super Bowl champion, but the man is still underrated. I don't understand why people will not look at him and make him an MVP. Puts up great numbers. He leads his team to victories. I know how we have anomalies that happen like Patrick Mahomes and his crazy year he had two years ago. And then you had Mar Jackson with doing things that we haven't saw since Michael Vick. But Russell Wilson consistently does this. He leads his team to victories. He puts up great stats. So if he does not win it this year, so if he doesn't win it this year, it's going to have to be another season like that for another player, I guess. The Washington football team, if they want to win games, their defense got to play well, which they did in week one against the Eagles. Can't say as good against the Cardinals, it's another team with interesting storylines. New coach coming in. I thought it was the most baller move. He took an IV at the halftime and then came out and won the game. The dude has cancer and is out there coaching. That makes you think of what are you doing? I don't see them winning too many games, but they're definitely a serviceable team. More than we thought they'd be. And they're still technically leading the NFC East. The Giants just lost Saquon this week. They've put up fights in their two games that they played. Both out Saquon. I know they had six yards in this first game. But losing Saquon is going to be tough for them. This wasn't a team that many people had winning a lot of games. Now it's going to be even less without Saquon. Philadelphia looks not good at all. Carson Wentz got booed off by fake fans. Another team that their line sucks. They play Cincinnati this week. You know, we'll see with them. They could turn around. I hope for them that they do. The last team in the NFC East is the Dallas Cowboys. How did they win that game against the Falcons? I missed it. I'll be honest. I missed it. I did not see that thing live. I was watching the game. I'm like, all right, it's over. I need to go buy a new computer. I'm done watching. I'm bouncing. Then I keep getting notifications. What is going on? Dallas won? Huh? What the heck is Atlanta thinking on that onside kick? Another game that Atlanta chokes in. I'm sorry, Atlanta fans. And Dak? Dak looks pretty good. I'm not going to lie. 
threw for 450 yards. He only had one touchdown, though. It's just kind of shocking. I mean, if you threw for 450 yards, you're doing something right. You won the game, too. Maybe they do pay this guy franchise money. Maybe that's what they think. And right now, after that game, I'm thinking it. Just see what happens next week. They play the Seahawks. If he proves himself there against the Seahawks, granted, the Seahawks did lose a few guys on defense last week. I almost forgot to mention Jamal Adams is right now playing like the best safety in the league as well. They had, I think, right now, the Seahawks have two of the best players in the league on their team. Jamal Adams playing amazing. Russell Wilson's playing amazing. This team is fantastic. Green Bay is looking fantastic. They're averaging 42.5 points per game. Aaron Rodgers playing great. Aaron Jones played well last game. This could be another team that could make a case for the Super Bowl, almost, if they keep up what they're doing. The surprise 2-0 team, the Chicago Bears. I'm going to tell you right now, Chicago fans, the undefeated is not going to last long. Mr. Trubisky looks... I mean, he looks all right, I guess. That's what you guys want to say, all right. He threw two picks in the last game, threw two touchdowns, three touchdowns in the first game. Wait till y'all play the Buccaneers, the Saints, or someone like that. Then he might get exposed. They play Buccaneers on Thursday night football. That could be an ugly one for you guys. If Mr. Bisky proves it, then maybe you say, hey. Bringing Nick Foles worked. Gave him some competition. Made him play a little better. I don't see undefeated lasting very long. Detroit, you look like a dumpster fire. Not gonna lie, you're on two. You lost to the Bears. You got waxed by the Packers. Matt Trish is not doing much for you. And maybe it's time to move on to Matt Stafford. I'm not saying Matt Stafford's a bad player. Maybe a change senior could do him good. And a parting of ways for him from the Lions would be also good. Minnesota is a team I thought was going to be pretty good this season. They're not looking like it, though. They lost to the Colts, who lost to the Jaguars, who we thought was going to be an absolutely awful team. So by transitive property, technically they've lost, they lose to the Jaguars. They got some injuries. Anthony Barr's now out for season. But in the last game, Kirk Cousins threw for three picks and barely even 100 yards, barely even 10 completions. Uh, this does not look good. This is not how I was expecting Minnesota this season to start. I was honestly expecting them to start 2-0, I think. Not 0-2. New Orleans, a team again that also plays tonight um, against the Buccaneers. They look good. They exposed Tom Brady for what he was. That maybe he was just a system quarterback. But again, they only played one game. I can't judge them too much on one game, even though they did intercept Tom Brady twice. One for pick six. It's a pretty nice big six, not a lot. And also flipping to the Bucks. They have played two games, though. In that second game against the Panthers, they looked good. Tom Brady played pretty well. Leonard Fournette having over 100 yards, two touchdowns. That's what they got him for. But a player that needs to play better is Rob Gronkowski. I was one of the people that came in this season thinking that Rob was going to be washed up and not that good. Um, I'm looking right right now. Two catches for 11 yards total in the season right now. I'm not saying he's not gonna pick it up. He's I, I don't know, he is a good player when he plays. Not showing much right now though. Atlanta. Learn not to choke. You had that game right in your grasp. Uh, the 
breakout player this year for them, Calvin Ridley. Glad I have my fantasy team. But you guys are owned too. I, I mean, granted, you played the Seahawks and the Cowboys. Seahawks, again, high price for me right now. Looking great. So I don't fault them too much on that loss. But the Cowboys game, you just let that one slip. They play the Bears next. I see them winning that game. Starting to pick their season up. Carolina's first two games under Matt Rule. I think you guys made a mistake getting rid of Cam Newton and bringing Teddy Bridgewater. They're the first two games. He has one touchdown and three picks. Cam Newton's not playing like that. Now to the great AFC North. Baltimore, I'm not going to spend too much on them. They're a good team. Their offense plays amazing. Nobody's surprised they're 2-0. They've dominated both teams. They play the Chiefs this coming week on Monday night. That's going to be a fun game. So we'll see what the test is there. Two high-powered offenses going against each other. As a Cincinnati Bengals fan, I have never enjoyed watching the Steelers play. But right now, I, I kind I'm I'm nowhere near a fan. I can't stand the Steelers. But, I don't know, something feels different about them this year. Having been back, I've never been a big fan of Ben. He gets stuff done, he puts up numbers, he wins ball games. <laughs> the comeback story could be real. Juju looks good. Deontay Johnson looks good. Except for I believe he had a muff punt in their first game. Other than that, he's looked pretty decent. Benny Snell in that week one game went off. Second game didn't do much. But they're a little more fun to watch. I don't know why. There's something just different about them this season. Now to the last two teams. Of course, we have to talk about they just played on Thursday night. The Browns and Bengals. Browns week one looked terrible. We thought, oh, banish Baker Mayfield. He's doing horrible. He's not that good. Game two. He comes out, plays well, played real well against Cincinnati. Granted, in Cincinnati, we don't have the great defense. We have a lot of young players, a lot of line, young linebackers. Even our DPs aren't that old, so not a whole lot of experience there. Only good thing is the defensive line that's more seasoned. And we lost Geno before the season even started. But their mix that they can use between their running game with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, interesting dynamic. If Baker can play like he did, they could be a playoff team. I, I hate to say it, they could be if they play exactly like they played in Cincinnati. Speaking of Cincinnati, moving on to them, Joe Burrow is exactly what I thought he'd be. And finally, the world understands the hype behind him. Some people will just look at the game and see all oh, he's 0-2. Yes, he's 0-2. What do you say, back-to-back, -back, first time he's lost in his whole life? That's true. Honestly, I don't I don't ever remember them losing back-to-back -back games in high school. He never lost at Ohio State or LSU. But he just looks good himself. The right side of the offensive line, specifically Bobby Hart, need to figure something out. They paid this man three years, $20 million. What was it last year, the year before? So maybe he's on the second year of his contract. I think then you get out of that. He is just not doing well. Joey Bosa annihilated him, and the Browns annihilated him too. If Joe didn't have that pressure on him, they could have won both games 
easily could have won both games. They lost to the Chargers by a shank field goal. Don't even want to talk about that. Uh, we should have won the game anyway on a pass interference call by A.J. Green. But A.J. Green is also not playing that well. He's dropped too many passes for me. I think he's going to pick it back up. He hasn't played in a while. Has to pick it back up, get back in game speed. He'll be fine. Joe Mixon kind of having a slow start, but just like last year, he had a slow start and he picked it up. Now that he has Burrow there, he's going to pick it up quicker. But the fact that Joe Burrow threw 61 passes in his second game in the NFL shows how much faith the Bengals have in him. He threw for 316 yards and three touchdowns. 61 passes. Could you imagine if Baker Mayfield would have thrown 61 passes? He threw 23 and he had a pick. So do the math, he'd throw at least probably three picks at least. Just by the way, he kind of throws it out there. Just like the interception he had from William Jackson, I believe. Joe Burton didn't have any interceptions. Three touchdowns. And almost led his team back to another win. The fact that he has done that twice now, almost won the game for his team, is something. I think Bengals fans are absolutely excited. I know I see a lot of people come out and say, Oh, same old Bengals. They lose again. They lose on a shank field goal. These are just the same old Bengals we're used to seeing. No, it's not. Do you guys remember the Bengals before this season? The last season since 2015. 2015, they went 12 and 4, started at 8 0. Lost in the playoffs, of course, down the course against the Steelers. Hated that game. But we have not seen a Bengals team like that since then. Joe Burrow's ability to escape the pocket is phenomenal. And the fact that he's already doing that in his first and second game in the NFL shows how much poise he has in the pocket. And if he can just get more protection on that right side, the Bengals can be a good team. Granted, defensively, young again, like I said, linebackers all pretty young except for Josh Bynes. They can probably, I believe they can step it up if that right side offensive line steps up. They stopped the Browns on the goal line. Absolute fantastic stop by them. And they turn around, 99 yards they have to go. They push it up a little bit, and then that right offensive line loses it for us. Of course, Burrow sitting there back in the pocket, not expecting that much pressure. Come off that right side, blows him up, fumbles the ball, rookie mistake. Oh, well. But then they got the ball right back in the same position they had before. So I believe if you fix that right side of the offensive line, the defense will improve because, of course, they have shown flashes that they can be a good defense. Missed tackles have always been a thing with the Bengals. They continue to do that. But again, if they fix that right side of the offensive line, Joe Burrow is going to show exactly what he can do, poised in the pocket, escape the pressure, and he will do that next week against the Eagles, I believe. Mark it down right now. Joe Burrow wins his first NFL game against the Eagles in Philadelphia next week. That's all the teams. I know it took a while to get here. That is all the teams through two weeks, sort of, besides this Monday night game. This is just my thoughts on them. Thank you again to anyone who made it this far into the podcast. I really appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. The thing I want everyone to know is that an opportunity can happen at any time in your life. You never know when something is going to come up that you did not expect. They can come at the least expected time. You could be going through something that is terrible, but then right around the corner, the next day, the next hour could be something great for you. You have to stay grateful for anything that happens to you.
Like they always say, one door closes, another one opens. It is so true. I never even fathom the thought that something could be right around the corner. But the last year I've realized it's really right there, right outside your grasp. And you just have to get it. No matter who you are, no matter where you're from, no matter what you do. Continue to be better because that opportunity could be right around the corner for you. Thank you guys again for listening. Peace.